Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Review of Death, your fortnightly home for Doctor Who news and reviews. I'm Matthew Toffolo. I'm joined as ever by Billy Garrett John. Say hello, Billy. Hello. It's 7.30 in the morning where you are. Well, maybe not. It's 6.44 in the morning where I am. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got up at 5.50. That's my usual wake-up call for (sighs) Review of Deaths. I love this. So, of course, I woke up at 5.50 after a late night. Oh, it's it's dedication, it's devotion, it's it's all those things. Insanity. Hey, look, it's it is it is crazy. Um, so by the time this episode comes out, God knows who else is going to come back to Doctor Who. But yeah. we have to immediately discuss Bonnie Langford's return to Doctor Who as Mel. Yeah. Um, which sounds like something we would say for a laugh. It's really weird, isn't it? But it was rumored. It feels mm. like so long ago now. Um. And yet, we all assumed it was for Power of the Doctor, because she mm. did turn up in Power of the Doctor. And yet, here she is. She's back again uh, in, mm. you know, shooty series. It's uh, crazy. Why? How? Where's Sablon Glitz? Well, he's dead. But where's, you know, what <laughs> was she doing on planet Earth in the 21st century you, again? Those questions all sound like things Russell would put below an Instagram post to get yeah. people excited. Um God knows to all of those questions uh, is the answer I would offer. Um, It's just a bit bonkers in that it came totally out of left field and was one of those rumours that, yeah, like you say, had been going around for ages, but you just think, well, no. Yeah. Of course not. Yeah. Um, Which, yeah. So so I'm guessing she's going to be part of this unit thing this unit family i guess i don't so. know what her qualifications are she's a computer programmer yeah well but, there's that isn't she you know, and she's obviously been in space and so she's got yeah. she's got previous she's traveled with the doctor she has got previous um i mean interesting if we don't, i thought if, if we don't count big finish the only yeah. alien menaces she's met are ken dodd and mm. um tetraps <laughs> Oh, All of those are pretty frightening, to be fair. Yeah. And the dragon. Um, oh, yeah, the dragon. Yeah. Uh, weird. Um, I, and the pool robot, the pool cleaning robot. Oh, yeah. I guess and cannibal, really an alien, cannibal grannies. Cannibal grannies, which yeah. are the, the scariest of them all. Um, yeah, so the photo that they shared was her with all this, you know, in like a sort of... Well, it's basically, it's that helipad 
uh, outdoor set that people yeah. had found a, a photo of, of a helicopter that had flown over. Yeah. How did people get a hold of that anyway? Are people really flying drones and helicopters and shit over the studios and taking I mean, photos of things? I mean, nothing nothing surprises me these days, Billy. That's people have got crazy. too much time on their hands. Loads, too much. Uh, yeah. So, interesting. I, I guess she must be part of this, of this new unit. And, yeah. you know, I know we are thinking that there's a unit spin-off, so this all but confirms it i, I think guess so yeah um so yeah i mean a funny a funny choice um for people to come back but she is a great performer yeah you know like anyone who's seen her in eastenders that's knows it that. yeah um she is an all-round entertainer she's a dancer she's a singer she's all those things russell I, i'm sure adores her yeah for, for all of those reasons because she's such a a, a versatile multi-talented individual so yeah i i mean it's going to be exciting to see how all the new doctor who fans take to her that come yeah. through disney plus and shit and go like oh my god she was like really underused in, in well, the classic series well like, this is it isn't it you know it's almost like with mel you almost have a blank slate to do whatever you want mm, to do with her mm, because her character was totally. so wafer thin back in the day you know it, it did even the computer science thing, did that ever come up? Computer programmer? No. Did, did it Will even get mentioned? Will we ever mentioned? see Pease Pottage? Will we finally see it, what her life looked like? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Will we finally get the answer to how the Doctor first met her? <laughs> because we still don't know that. I hope. I hope. I can't rely on Big Finish for that kind of thing. No. Um, yeah. Well, there we go. Also talking of Big Finish... Um, uh, I guess maybe we could talk about that Genesis, Starlick's Genesis of Terror thing. Oh yeah, that, that, that's doing the rounds as being That seemed a to bit go down terror. like a cup of cold sick, yeah. <laughs> um, which is pretty grim. Um, but maybe indicative of a conversation we need to be having about whether or not Big Finish should be doing these kind of things, you know? I don't know. Yeah, um, I, it just seems like... It feels like... like they're kind of stretching the definition of you know, uh, what people will part with their money for. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the cover looks nice. It does. But, I mean... But, it, but then it looks just like the DVD cover. It's the same... It's got the same yeah, colour yeah. and motifs and shit. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's it's a weird one. Um, I think by the time this goes out, Once and Future, yeah. number two, oh, yeah. will be out. Yes. Because I think that's coming out yes. tomorrow as of recording Tomorrow. this. Oh, good. Okay, um, then. So we'll be able to do that soon. Um, so yes, I don't know Patreon, if people at yeah. home will have, if you're a patron, will have heard our review of it just yet, but it will be... No, no, they won't. It'll, it'll be at the end of this month, I think. Yeah, so that's still to come if you're a patron. Uh, and if you're not, sign up. And, yeah, exactly, exactly. And also our commentary of Doctor Who Shakedown Return of the Sontarans. Yeah. That is going to be coming up very shortly as well, which is... oh already would have come out uh which yeah. is cool so you can go and, and and watch that now um only other bit of housekeeping to do is to say that i've been to my first convention in new zealand what was um, that like mental it had um michelle gomez and sasha dewan as like two of the main guests but they weren't on any of the flyers right um, <laughs> but they were certainly yeah weird I, I feel like they were probably the highest profile names there right um Joffrey from Game of Thrones was there. Is that his name? Yeah. Joffrey, Joffrey. Um, And a bunch of voice artists. But it's weird how it it seems to be dominated by 
anime, animation, um, yeah, wall-to-wall body pillows, which was a bit odd. Right, Um, Yeah, a lot of that. And loads of pop vinyls, so I've got even more of a hatred for pop vinyls now, (laughs) because they take up so much bloody space. It was really odd. Um, And then also, they've got these really good rules around not taking weapons or... um, like swords and guns and stuff into yeah. the events. And since the Christchurch shooting, what was that, like three, four years ago, you can't wear like um, camo. You can't wear two items of camo. Like you could wear camouflage trousers, but then you have to have something else on top. Yeah. Um, so they're really good with stuff like that. Um, and loads of things, loads of signs around saying um, cosplayers not consent and, you know, ask oh, people yeah. if you want to take photos of them, which was, you know, really, really good. good. Yeah. But, um, they sell like fucking massive katanas and weirdly, you know, uh, realistic looking guns in there with all these rules about not bringing your own in. Weird. And they had like shooting ranges in there with air guns and shit. Right. Um, so so I, that, that was just a bit odd. I don't know if the American conventions like that, but it felt much more like a comic, like, like San Diego than it did London Comic Con. Okay. Interesting. Um, and... No Doctor Who. Wow. Anywhere. Really? Nothing at um, all? Nothing at all. The only thing I could find, I'm sure there were pop vinyls, but there may not have even been pop vinyls. Um, the only thing I could find was somebody who was selling jewellery and uh, they had like maybe a TARDIS one. Right. Um, and there were loads of like cheap t-shirt stalls um, taking over like whole corners of the convention hall and they had some knockoff Doctor Who t-shirts there. Right. But... Um, you know, give me a dreary um, hotel conference room any day of the week, man. Like it was, yeah. it was just a bit commercialized. You know, it just felt like they're trying to wring every penny out of it. Um, yeah, but it was fun, and thanks to Sam for taking me along, and also thanks to Sam for my Target books, which nice. are now littered around the space. Um, it was, it was a, a an entertaining experience. It was yeah. enlightening, but. It was um, it was weird, yeah. Now, on, was... on the subject of Target books, you yes. re- you recently tweeted that you were gonna be that you were reading Pyramids of Mars in yes. bed ah. with Stell. Now, yes. and you were doing the voices. Yes. How long was it before she said, "Right, cut that out"? <laughs> oh, she falls asleep before she can get <laughs> bored by it, which is great. It's literally a sleeping aid for her. But my dad still does the same. My dad does that for mum. Oh, that's he, nice. He reads her a Target book. He'll pull a Target book off my shelf when I'm not there. Right. And then he'll read, he'll read, um, you know, he loves the Pertwees because he can do his Pertwee impression and it really yeah. winds mum up and makes her laugh. Right. So that's really sweet. Oh, that's um, really nice. But yes, of course, I was doing all the voices. I haven't got to anything involving Sutek yet. Uh, and I wasn't rolling my R's when I was doing the means voice because I just felt like even though it's the two of us here, it's a bit racist. <laughs> um, so I didn't do any of that, but there we go. Ah. Um, well, right, okay, let's... You can't put it off anymore, Matt. We yeah, have to talk go, about we're, it. We're going from a really good story, Pyramids of Mars, to one of the... One of the worst stories, I guess, isn't it really? In wow. the forest are we of the night. Gonna, yeah, are we going to draw that distinction already? Well, yeah, we are, because uh, earlier this morning, <laughs> you, you sent me a WhatsApp, which you put on Twitter, yeah. saying that you were furiously yeah. jotting down notes. Um, 
And before I left the house today, uh, Annie said to me, what did you even write down? And I went to check my notes and I literally stopped taking notes at the point where the tiger appeared. And I just, my brain just switched off. And I was just like, uh, Marvellous. No. That's what I did on a, okay. on, a, on a rainy Sunday afternoon was watch that. I'm sorry. I, I know. I, I The thing is, it, it's all fun and games are sort of saying, um, oh, let's do this one next or whatever. Yeah. But then we actually have to watch it. Yeah. And, you know, we can't watch Pyramids of Mars or Genesis or The Five Doctors or Blink for every episode. We have no. to chuck a couple of stinkers in there. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I was, I was excited to go into it because I hadn't seen anything of Series 8 for a really long time. Yeah. And I remember being really excited for Series 8, but I have no memory whatsoever of this. I've never watched it since. Really? Okay. Uh, broadcast. No. Um, I have a sneaking and, um, suspicion that you, you didn't mind it when it first went out. I probably didn't. I mean, people can find it because we yeah. reviewed Series 8, didn't we? That was the first, like, full series we did a review of. I think of it was. Yeah, YouTube. it was. Um, so anything we said there... We, I mean, we, we, we've changed. We're grown up. Let's just cover our asses for anything we said. <laughs> I um, don't in think that video, mine has changed that much. <laughs> no, no, it probably hasn't. Um, yeah. Um, into the, the forest of the shite. Yeah. Um, well and truly. I, I, I broke my notes down into, partly anyway, things I liked and things that irrationally annoyed me to a point where you think, why are you watching? You know, why would you put yourself through it? Yeah. Um, but very quickly, UK number one, all about that bass by Megan Trainer. Matt, oh give my us a rendition. God, no, no. Yes, no. yes. No. You I, are the musical theatre one out of us. I am not singing that gobshite. <laughs> <laughs> I, it feels um, apt that that should be the song that uh, I know what you mean. And it episode. was like number one for like four weeks or something. Oh. It was just incessant. Uh, Stell loves Megan Trainer. I can't. I can't what? stick it. What? Oh, I know. Stel, and she loves that one. I can put my Gucci on. I can wear my Louis Vuitton. But even with nothing on, I made you look. I made you look. I I, I don't know that one, but um. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know. Th- thanks for I that. I just have to get it out. Yeah. Know? It's like therapy for me. Um. <laughs> 2014 in film, the ju- first John Wick had just come out. Oh, right, okay. Um, the week before this. Yeah. Um, Interstellar is a week away from right. coming out. Okay. And Guardians of the Galaxy was the biggest film of the year. There um, you go. What did you think of number three, Matt? We've both seen it now, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it, you know. I thought it was, I thought it was yeah. really good. I, I liked it more than the second one. The second one I yes. just thought was okay. I was a bit disappointed yeah. with number two compared to the first one because the first one was so brilliant. Um, mm. But I really enjoyed this one and I was, I mean, it really tugged at your heartstrings. Um, oh my God, the didn't, off, it? didn't it? Really? But um, yeah, really, really good stuff. Really good stuff. Really cool. Um, um, I only really remember uh, the second one for having My Sweet Lord in it when they're like going to his dad's planet. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they're like flying through it. Anyway, yeah. all I want to say is Dave Bautista is a better actor than The Rock. The, and, um, that's, and he picks better films. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And he's which not is a, nice. Not a total tosser, like trying to <laughs> c- 
shoehorn himself into the DC so, universe. So and people all that stuff. hate hate him, right? For the DC Black Adam stuff, people are like not. Yeah, a fan. because he he tried to make it out like he was God's gift and was going to completely change the face of the films. And I think Warner Brothers were really pissed off that he was doing this, and this was like his right. own his own publicity that he was doing. So Warner were like fuck you and <laughs> obviously got James Gunn in <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then they were like yeah by the way your film was bollocks uh, didn't make any money um, so we shan't be calling you back so this is why oh, apparently shit. this is the reason why he's he's uh, made up with Vin Diesel and is doing another Fast and Furious film right because he okay. was like oh shit all my plans to have a The Rock DC universe have completely crumbled what so he he was going to be like what James Gunn has now turned into for them. I think that's what he liked to think. No one, wow. no one at Warner it, thought hey, this. This was just no, him. It, does he know, read comic books? Does he know anything about well, comic books? Well, apparently he does, but his ego was so huge that I mean, Black Adam is Shazam's key villain, and so really right. he should have been in one of the Shazam films. But he was like, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not just being a baddie in a film. I want my own film because I'm The Rock. It's like, right, okay. And then he was like, and I'm not fighting Shazam because no one knows who that is, even though Black Adam is his villain. And he's like, right. I want to fight Superman. So his whole thing was like trying to get Henry Cavill back as Superman. And then obviously oh that God. was a complete balls up um, to the point where he was like saying to Cavill, yeah, come on, you'll, you'll be back. We'll do more films with you. And Cavill went off and was like, yeah, I'm doing more films. And then like a couple of days later, I have to say, oh no, I'm not doing any more films. They've got rid of me. <laughs> Shit. Hey, look, um, any excuse not to talk about this episode of Doctor I know, it's, it's, been, it's been good. <laughs> okay, now, right, this is, this is the, the... This is it, come the, on. The, 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 yeah, right, right, let's go. Written by Frank Cottrell Boyce, who also wrote the series 10 episode smile apologies everybody i said yeah. in the last episode this was his only contribution to doctor who i mean i wish I, I forgot as well i forgot as well i yeah. didn't have a clue um i'm not really a fan of smile to be honest no maybe we should do a frank cottrell boys like uh season uh, <laughs> like the, we should we should do smile revisited um right my research for this map because i watched everything quite you know the 11th hour yeah was you, should, you were supposed uh, to be watching in the forest of the night not the 11th hour no god i wish i was watching the 11th hour yeah um my research was watching doctor who extra which is a 10 minute little behind the scenes it's basically confidential right but they couldn't give less of a fuck about <laughs> it, it right? right like all the interviews are just the big mass junket things oh, that they yeah. would have done with Moff and Capaldi at the end of the thing. Jenna Coleman isn't interviewed for it. She may be interviewed in the other ones, but I didn't see her. Um, and I will I will talk a bit more about Extra later. So where, where was this, episode, this? Where did this come out? This was I, I watched it on... Um, didn't, wouldn't it have come out on iPlayer? Was it iPlayer exclusive or, or was I, stuff going I, out on BBC Three still at that point? I can't remember. I can't imagine it was BBC Three, but maybe it was iPlayer. No. Must have been iPlayer okay. exclusive. This... And then they put them on the DVDs as well, I guess. Oh, but... see, don't even get me started on this era of home media releases. Where no. it was like, oh, we'll put YouTube content onto the I, DVDs oh, and call that 
the special features. Bullshit. Horrendous. I want Horrendous. real stuff. Why am At I... least we've got the collection sets. That kind of makes up for well, yeah. the I mean, modern shite. We can, only, we can only hope that we will eventually get Series 8, the collection set, with a sit-down interview with Peter Capaldi saying, right, where did it all go wrong? Where did it all go wrong? I think I think the rot set in at this point. I yeah. think he's already not not enjoying it. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I'll will t- talk about it a, a bit later. But I I kind of feel like this is a good example of them trying to pull him in one direction, and he and and he's trying to get away from that. Okay, um, interesting. But we'll get onto it. Yeah. Um, but of this episode in Doctor Who Extra, he says. Forest of the Night is an absolutely wonderful story that takes us into the heartland of the darkened mystical fairy tale. And that's it. That's all he has to say about it. Wow. Um, he, so, it sounds like he really thought about that. And yeah. Thought, how, so can it, I, how can I polish this turd? <laughs> but it really sounds like, you know, those, those junkets that go viral where the actors are just like, I don't want to be here and I'm really struggling with things to say about my character in this thing. Like, you know, just yeah. desperate. Um, so let's start off with oh, Wavy no. Hand Girl. Ugh, Maeve. Um, Maeve, uh, spelt M-A-E-B-H. Undoubtedly, <laughs> yes, um, Cole Hill has turned into a private school now. Um Runs through a forest and she meets the doctor. She's Clara's pupil from her year eight, I think, gifted and talented class. Yeah. Um, so I and... I watched this with a teacher. Or, or yes, like, or, right. Y- I yeah. was going to ask about this. Holy shit. It was so good watching it with Annie oh. because now that she's obviously completed her training, she was just like full into, oh, yeah. this is this is insane. You know, what? these are the worst teachers that ever existed. On, it, Right, so besides the fact that they lose their pupil, yeah. right, and they don't really seem to care that much. No. And I don't feel like they've been directed to, like, when, when they stand in the forest, like, Danny Pink's always got his back to his class or whatever. If he's not leading them through, yeah. like, he doesn't gather them, he's not sort of keeping an eye on them. That, that um, is exactly what Annie said. She was like, well, you know, the, you two have gone off to have your little chat. They're all in the yeah. background running amok, could have been going anywhere. I know. You know, no wonder they lose these bloody kids. It's it's unbelievable. And then they they don't know about the medical history of one of their pupils. Yeah. Like this girl's peers know more about the fact she has to take medication for her thing. Yeah. Well, Cla- Clara mentions um, it. Clara does say. Oh, does she? She does in the TARDIS. She does. She does say. But I, I'm sure there's a bit it. where where they maybe Danny has to have it explained to her him. I like. I, I don't know where I got that from then, but I'm sure that there's a, a scene or something where they're wondering kind of what's up with her. And they don't ha- they don't know what her condition is. They just know she's got a take. Yeah, they, they don't yeah, they don't really expand upon it, do they? With, no, with no. with good reason, because clearly this is being written by someone who has got a fucking clue what they're talking about. And it's no, just like, oh, clearly. What would it be like if you were a kid and you were hearing voices? <laughs> Uh, but actually, those voices are mystical spirits or whatever the feck these tree things are. What are they? What are they? I don't know. Because we were, we were literally having this discussion at home just before I came in. And she was like, are they aliens? No. Uh, I thought, they, are they aliens? And she was like, no, no, no. They're like tree spirits. I was like, That's oh, what I, I wrote don't, down. I don't know. I mean, 
it's wishy-washy. It's a real wishy-washy story. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Um, so Maeve says that... Oh, okay. Well, let's let's talk about something that is really good here. And that's Peter Capaldi with those kids. Peter Capaldi uh, and actually, is brilliant in this story. Yeah, is, he's great. He's yeah. really good. Um, and, and I think that he's... He's really great with kids in all of the episodes where kids are involved. Even if yeah. the child actors aren't great or yeah. if the characters are really annoying, like, um, you know, the girl in uh, The Caretaker <clears throat> um, yeah. from earlier that series, you know. Um, and he he's, he just, he's great with them. And, and I love the way that this is directed. I should have looked up who directed it. But like that POV shot from Maeve where he's looking down at her. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah. Explaining Ooh. the TARDIS. And then, you know, the, a, a really nice bit. It's it's not really signposted that much, but um, he hasn't asked her her name. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, and she's on board the TARDIS. And yeah. You get that lovely shot where it's just looking down at her and his finger comes into view and says, mm. what's your name? Um, he's great in this. Yeah. Um, he's definitely the best part of it. And he, he is just, he is Doctor Who, isn't he? He's, he's like, the, this was he it. embodies it. He really does. Like watching it back. I mean, I haven't, like, well, I haven't watched any Peter Capaldi stories in a very long time. But watching this, it really just made me think, oh, I miss you. I miss seeing yeah. you on TV because you were so good. And, mm -hmm. you, you know, he was a, like, he was a missed opportunity, really. Uh, because, Huge misopportunity because, yeah. because he he was so excellent, um, and it's such a shame that we didn't get more episodes with him. Um, but he, any time he is on the screen, he just he, he lights it up. You know, yeah. same as like Tom. <clears throat> you know, we've said this before when mm. we were watching something like Underworld. I think we said you know the story is crap, but whenever Tom comes on, even if Tom looks like he can't be asked, you know, you still yeah. sort of feel like oh okay, you know, this scene is better because Tom's in it. Um, or Twin Dilemma with Colin. You know, yeah. that is a, a prime example. Um, and, and that's literally what Peter Capaldi does with this story. And like you said, with the kids, he's just got that wonderful parental thing. But he does feel like that that mad uncle that, you know, that your parents would probably say, oh, God, you know, don't spend so much time with him because he's a bad influence. Mm. But He's on a register, yeah. <laughs> well, not, maybe not that. <laughs> but you know what I mean. You know, he's got he's yeah, that, yeah, yeah. he's that maverick, and um, you know, he's the one who sort of say, "Oh, look, come on, we'll have we'll have we'll go out and have some dessert before your dinner or whatever." You know, yeah, just right. Get get you into mischief. Um, he's um, yeah, he's alien, isn't he? Yeah, like he's got that Tom alien quality where yeah, he's dangerous. Yeah, um, to a degree. Yeah. Um, uh, but you, but you know, you'd be safe with him. That's um, it. And and the, and the he story would get you into scrapes, but the, the he'd story get you out does of it as well. The story does a good job of tr trying to send that message because there are times yeah. when you think, oh, he's a bit irascible. But you know, you get the sense that with Clara and even the kids, you know, they just they feel like he's the one to be around. You know, even though they don't mm. know who he is, these you know the kids. But you know, there's just obviously something about him. Um, and you know, bugger me, I. I go off into time and space with Peter Capaldi's doctor. It'd be a right I laugh. I bet you would, you dirty yeah. boy. Um, he, uh, this is, this is the, the, the point I was going to make earlier about maybe he, I mean, what, do we really know if something went wrong, quote unquote, like, what, you know, with his run, 
like did, did he fall out of love with doing it do, do we think like what's what's the sort of general feeling i don't know i think it's just that the i it was just that the audience just did not take to the irascible element of his doctor mm. and i think at times particularly in those earlier stories he can be quite spiteful and quite mean-spirited whereas yeah. in this one i think any of that prickliness is quite playful and done quite fun mm. um more like a bill hartnell i think or like a tom yes you know yeah um you know it's that sort of the put downs or the, the the sarcasm you know mm. it's all done with a bit of a twinkle and you know you can yes. you, know, you don't you don't take it too seriously um so i think with this story i actually put in my notes that I think this story should have come earlier in his run, really, mm. because I think mm. that, that slightly softer portrayal has the balance is sort of there. Um, yes. You know, it's not quite as... I mean, I don't necessarily mind that he can be a bit of a, a bastard. Um, Capaldi's it's, it's another element to his character. Like, at least it gives him a character. Yeah, you know? because otherwise... Um, they it all... gives him something to do that's different. and Yeah, that, that, you know, you're just another... You're another David Tennant or another Matt Smith. Um, exactly exactly and and they they're just sort of jolly and happy all the time and you know it's yeah. like well, it's, it's not like that um but i kind of feel like he's being written in a way that he isn't overly enamored with right. like uh, there's a few scenes where he's on the tardis and he's sort of i think he might be talking to clara on the phone and He's just kind of playing Malcolm Tucker just without the swearing. And I know yeah. that that was something that people were saying going into it. And I think maybe people have said since, but it's like he's been hired to do that. Right. Um, kind of in the in, in a different way to William Hartnell when he came on to Doctor Who and he was doing grumpy, playing grumpy Sergeant Majors yeah. and criminals and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then he's finally got this different, this opportunity to do something else. Yeah. And I kind of feel like Peter Capaldi isn't being given that opportunity, at least in this first year yeah. of, of him playing Doctor Who. I feel like he's being dragged into being Malcolm Tucker with a blue box, basically. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's a fair assessment, but... I think series 10 is probably, you know, we, we've said it loads of times, like yeah. that's where he finds his rhythm. And I think that's probably closer to where he wanted to start, maybe. Yeah. Um, we, we know, um, we've told this story before, but I, I don't know if we've told it on the podcast version of the Re Review of Death, but um, I was quite pally in the DMs with a writer from series eight and other series of Doctor Who and um, of modern Doctor Who. And he told me that, when he wrote his episode for this this series, he would he was sending in his drafts and then he was getting them back and being given notes. No, make him meaner. Right. And then sending it back. No, make him meaner. And it went back a few times to the point where they said something like to me, um, "I didn't. It, he, I wasn't writing them as the Doctor anymore. Mm. Um, they didn't recognise the character on the page. Yeah. And." I don't know if I go that far. I think it's it's better here than it is in other episodes. But yeah. I, I, you know, that that always sticks in my mind that even the people writing it weren't confident that they were writing the right doctor, the right character. Yeah. For him. And, um, and I guess you know you can you the the end result of that is felt in the following year. You know because they yeah. try and do such a a pullback with everything and try yeah. and soften him and try and make him you know, wacky grandpa um, 
to the point where then that feels weird because she's like, well... Yeah, it's it's like an obvious U-turn, isn't it? It's That's it, you know, and, you know, you get you get him saying weird bits of dialogue. Like, I think at one point in, might be that Viking story, he says something like, oh, yeah, baby, which I think has been dubbed in ADR because you don't actually see him say it. And you think, Christ, you know, why are you saying that? That just sounds insane. Uh, and he probably know we, thought we it had... as well, but... We, we've had Dr. Funkenstein, I think that's oh, series that eight shit. or series nine. Yeah, that's series um, nine, Dr. Disco. Which I don't, I don't mind so much because I, you know, I like Parliament and, I, you know, I, I pop for that reference anyway yeah. when it happened. Um, and what's the other, oh, big sexy woman oh, yeah. to the, uh, the dino, but that's, you know, it, yeah, I don't know. He, he, um, he, he does hit the right marks, but there's just, there's a bit of a disconnect, I mm. think. Um, somewhere in the in in the writing or in in coming up with this doctor, there's there's been a I don't know if they misinterpreted what the audience want. I mean, they clearly did because, like we say, there's that massive U-turn with series nine. I think the best way to to think of it is like imagine if you gave John Pertwee a mm. Matt Smith script or a David yeah. Tennant script. Well, it would sound insane, wouldn't it? Because John mm. Pertwee. You know, can you imagine John Pertwee going, yes, Alonzi, Joe, or, you know, or some of the, some <laughs> of the weird, you know, or doing that Ghostbusters bit in Army of Ghosts. I love you chips. Know. I love <laughs> chips. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> John Pertwee loves chips. Um, yeah, you know, it would just sound weird. And I think this is kind of what the problem is. You hear you have um, an actor who is, who wants to be Doctor Who that he remembered. Mm. But, you know, unfortunately, the script... It doesn't work. That is works. not the Doctor now. That's yeah. not how people... People want David Tennant. You yeah. know, like, clearly, they want David Tennant because he's come back enough times. Yeah. Um. I, I, it, yeah, it's so interesting. Like, they are trying... This is why we could not write that programme because mm. we are classic Doctor Who fans and yeah. we're always going on about it should be done more like this but then when it's done like that it fucking just doesn't work yeah. it's, it's just it's not the, the the same show it's not the right tone for it anymore yeah um but they could have you know, did they not learn even in the in the classic series like Colin Baker's doctor I know, was mad. universally disliked by the audience at the time because he was really unpleasant yeah and you think this is the same problem yeah and 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 they didn't they didn't learn from it and yeah. and, and people on the show too kind of stubborn to realize that this was not going to work or uh, I don't know anyway I mean, that, that, that's that's the the Capaldi chat I think sort of yeah. covered right fair enough yeah because we've we've, we can... we've we've sung his praises and we've also said how annoying he is uh, you know the twelfth Doctor is in this kind of capacity yeah so I think that's pretty but balanced you know I think so I mean. The, that is that is my big takeaway is that he he is the best thing in this story yeah. and it was just it was a pleasure seeing him as Doctor Who again because I I, I miss him I miss him terribly. He's not dead. <laughs> so, you know, he was, he's he, still around. He's my favourite new Doctor. And they, oh, that's so they, nice. They cocked him up. They did. They cocked him up royally. Um, yeah, at least Series Ten's all right. Series Ten. So. Yeah. Um, the trees have sprouted up all over London. Art department, I think, did quite a good job with this one. Yeah. Um, Show me that bit... London bus. 
Shame about the London bus. <laughs> um, I paused it and I said to Annie, I said, now, look at that bus. And she, looked, <laughs> and she went, what? She was like, what are they doing on there? And I was like, I don't know. You tell me. Nuts. Uh, but, you know, it's a great visual and it's very Doctor Who. I was oh, yeah. watching it, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of in more of a sensibility of like, you know, what's this quirky British show all about? If you just put it on. Uh, oh, excuse me. I whacked my mic. Um, RIP headphone listeners. If you if you just put it on yeah, um, and you had no real idea what the show was about, but you knew it's kind of quirky sci-fi, it's British. And and that that first shot going up Nelson's column and seeing... Which is a know, callback this... to the Sontaran experiment, the original script, because I think yeah. that's what Bob Baker and Dave Martin originally envisaged right. for... You know, that they Again, would see. further evidence that yeah. in Cardiff there is a filing cabinet full of rejected <laughs> ideas that they just drag out and paste on top of scripts. Um, but that's a great reveal. Yeah. The idea is great. It, like I say, it's so Doctor Who just to have a forest and then have like, you know, red phone boxes and traffic oh, paraphernalia yeah, and stuff flying around. It looks it yeah. looks really, really cool. I mean, I um, think I think really the start of this story is actually quite good. I, I mm. really enjoyed the start of the story. I think it's just as it goes on and mm. nothing really sort of happens. And I think no, the, re- the resolution is just all a bit like, huh? Oh, don't even get, we'll, we'll get there. But <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know what this, what, what, why and how really are the questions I have coming out of yeah. this. I don't know. I don't know what, so that, that those, those sprites that appear around Maeve are like tree spirits, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, so, but she's responsible for them growing because her sister is missing. Um, is it? But, <laughs> I can't but, remember. I, but she, she says that I did this or something, or, or that's the tree speaking through her, but that's before the Doctor just sonics gravity. Yeah. You know, and fucking everybody can see these sprites. Yeah. Um, Doesn't he like slow down time or something? Doesn't he like slow down time so... They move slower no, I, so they can see. I, it them might be or something, something. Like, I thought he said something like everything has a reaction to gravity. Oh yeah, maybe and he it is. sonics oh, the air, something like that. I don't know. Like, Fuck off! What do you mean <laughs> that even for Doctor Who standards and techno babble, that's like, you know, they're cloaked, they're shielded. Yeah. Say something like that. You yeah. know, like what the fuck has gravity got to do with it? The, the, it just it. This period of Doctor Who really just pushes the wrong buttons for me. Yeah. You know you have those people in your life sometimes where they, they just sort of rub you up the wrong way. Yeah. And like, it's irrational. Yeah. And you can't quite explain it because they're probably lovely, but they so just about fucking wind you just up. annoys you, yeah. And and th- this, that is this, I and, and <clears throat> I, I really didn't want to, it to turn into like a, but then we picked this episode to watch, so I don't know what anyone was expecting. Yeah. I didn't want it to turn into a hate train, but it's it just doesn't work. Yeah. Like, um, I, I was already, yeah, like two minutes into writing it, at all caps, you know, like, you. I don't know if you can make out, but a lot of the, my notes are just capital letters. Um, so, like, the government, their idea um, of how to save London is to burn it down, yeah. right? So this is clearly the same government that c- came up with Eat Out to Help Out. Yeah, bit yeah. Of satire there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the trees pop up because there's, there's a solar event, a solar flare, yeah. and they're protecting the earth. Yeah. But... The girl says it's to do with her and that's somehow tied into her sister who's gone missing, who, let's just talk about it, just fucking appears 
out of a bush at the end of the story. <laughs> I fucking hate that so much. It is Why? so dumb. Because probably someone at Cardiff went, oh, you've got, to, you've got to resolve that. You know, people will be upset if they don't get reunited. And they're just like, oh, fine. She just pops out of a bush. And like, what is... But she's be- so she's been there the whole time? Like, what? I don't know. And, and it's so weird because like, <coughs> at the end, when all the trees disappear, mm. I thought to myself, I was like, well, why? Why do they all disappear? And why don't all the trees disappear? Why have they been like, oh, well, we'll leave that one on the end of that road because that looks nice. But that, but that, that is totally so because she comes out of that. But this is after all the trees disappeared. She comes out of the bush and then that bush disappears. Yeah. So is the inference that. She was in that bush all the time, even before the fucking trees popped up. She was just in a bush at the end of their fucking road. Like, what is going on? What is happening? You know, her mother it, didn't look oh. very hard, did she? No, she didn't. She obviously didn't get. And when, the police when she are put fucking the bins useless. out one night, and she heard some rustling. Ah, just it's just foxes in the. In, in. I knew we shouldn't have hired sniffer dogs with no noses. Like, what? The f- <laughs> you know, shit me. Um. Okay, something else that's really annoying, and I can see that on my microphone it's kind of going a bit orange and red when I'm talking, so I'm going to try and calm down, calm but down. I am going to talk oh, about something Oh, and her mum is hopeless as well. She's not very good. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't think anybody comes out of this looking great. No. Although, apart from Capaldi and maybe one other, but I'll talk about them in a minute. Okay. Um, so, Clara Oswald. <clears throat> yeah, oh yeah. Her whole thing, right, and I'm starting to understand it a bit more now, <clears throat> and maybe watching more <clears throat> of her episodes... I'll get a new appreciation for it or I'll kind of understand it a bit more. But her thing is that she wants to be the doctor or she thinks she can be on the same level as the doctor as like an intellectual and yeah. as like an adventurer and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> uh, and so basically her character is that she has the doctor sussed out. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and you see companions do that, you know, like Sarah Jane does it. Everybody does it. That kind of, uh, I think Clara in this episode says something like he's pretending not to be interested yeah. Um, but in a minute, he'll say something really clever and get yeah. us out of this. And I think that's fine. Um, I like that stuff. I think, yeah, you, you, you're mm. all right doing that. But it's, yeah, totally. It's all the it's all the bloody um, the preachy stuff when she's like, oh, you know, uh, you go off, go off in your box. You know, uh, this is planet Earth. We're doing this for you, Doctor, or whatever she says. And she's giving him a bloody sermon. I say, oh, mm. shut up, you daft cow. I know. But, like, she humbles him, right? Yeah. And and that's okay, you know. It, but it's a major kind of development in the Doctor's character. I'm not saying that he hasn't been humbled before or hasn't been spoken to in this way by other companions. But he just gets fucking... I mean, it's totally the wrong word, but it's the only thing I could think of when I was typing my stuff up. He kind of cucks her, you know? Like, <laughs> he kind of... he She chops his balls off. <laughs> because, but and so all he's got left at that point is to just be unpleasant. Yeah. Because she's got him totally worked out. She knows exactly how his brain works. And that humbles this omnipotent alien character mm. to a point where he's just as irascible and just as unpleasant and just as, uh, you know, at fault um, and imperfect as the rest of us. Yeah. But I don't want the Doctor to be like that. I don't see the Doctor in that way. The Doctor to me doesn't have to be perfect all the time, but shouldn't be second fiddle, basically, yeah. to this smart ass who's come on board and thinks she fucking knows everything. Yeah. And 
that is her that that is what that is the issue I have with her character is that she just she she's she thinks she's as good as yeah it's, it's this sounds so mean and rude doesn't it but like she thinks she's as good as the doctor or can be an intellectual equal and I guess that her her arc is resolved to prove that she is misguided in that thinking yeah because it gets she her tries to take on the mantle of the doctor and it gets her killed yeah but that doesn't make her um it, that doesn't endear her to me for the rest of the time she's on the TARDIS that she's just no. like this yeah um, but it's, it, I, I think Stephen Moffat just kind of writes female characters in that way, that they do, they do have all the male characters in the script by the balls all the time. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it's the same with Sherlock, isn't it? Um, yeah. And I don't, yeah, it's, 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 it's weird. I, I, I don't know. You know, they're either, they're either like that and then like uber sexy like river song right. and it's all innuendo yeah. and this that and the other um there never seems to be a a middle ground or just no a normal person who talks and acts like a normal person and that doesn't mean they have to be meek or no, sort of like no, not at all you know quite as a church mouse and all that sort of stuff yeah. but I think Danny There's Pink has the, written probably the most normal. I tell you out what, he's the other. He's the other person in this story. I think is really good. Samuel Anderson. Anderson, he is great. Yeah, um, I completely forgot about Danny on, Pink. Yeah, I know he existed. Yeah. There you go. Um, if you go on the review of Death Twitter, you can see a photo of me with him in a pub in Bristol. Yeah. And he was lovely. Really nice guy. Absolutely fab dude. Yeah, likes his blues, likes his jazz. Um, and also on the Doctor Who extra that I watched, he's he's hilarious. He's obviously, you know, a camera crew has turned up to interview him or just to film him horsing around. And he really takes the ball by the horns and is he's the most en- entertaining thing in it. Yeah. Um, he's sort of like doing this faux David Attenborough thing of, um, you know, here we see the film crew in the wild and they're in the forest and stuff. And right. he's, he's just spitballing with the... Yeah. the team doing this behind the scenes stuff. It's really sweet. I, I, he came across really well. But... um. He doesn't like the Doctor and the Doctor doesn't like him. No. Because at this point we know that he's a soldier yeah. and the Doctor doesn't like soldiers. Yeah. Um, even though this is post the War Doctor and you think he'd have a bit more of yeah. an understanding of what it's like, you know. That makes absolutely no sense, any of this. I yeah. take real issue with this because mm. he's got a real bloody chip on his shoulder about soldiers. Like you said, he's just had the realisation of the war doctor and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, he knows what he mm. is, what, you know, the things that he has done and he's atoned for his sins, basically. Yes. And then literally the following story, he's going on about how wonderful the Brigadier is. And it's like, well, yeah. hang on a minute, pot kettle black here. Come on, what, what, what's going on? Um, and I mean, I think the whole, there's that gag, isn't there, about, Oh, he can't teach math. Maths. He can only teach PE. You know. Oh, he's a PE. Mm. Te- no, he's a maths teacher. That also feels kind of weird. Do you, there's that. It, yeah. it, it feels like there's. I don't know. I don't know. There just feels like there's something under the surface there. Because um, mm. that starts off in the caretaker, I think. It does. Yeah. Um. um. And he seemed, but he just seems like a good bloke. Like yeah. there's nothing about him apart from the fact that he, like, but, but even that, like he's in he's in a relationship with Clara. I found all that stuff with the with the homework being marked on the TARDIS 
hilarious, by the way, because yeah. Danny clearly thinks he sh- she's shagging this bloke. Yeah. You know? And like, oh, I thought you said you hadn't seen the Doctor in months. Yeah. And this homework's dated from whenever, you know? It's, yeah. I, I, I thought it was really funny. Um, and I like that sort but of there's stuff a really, because it, 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 yeah. it makes the TARDIS feel like a home. Um, totally. Yes, yes, absolutely. Even though this is the point where companions sort of have sabbaticals from the TARDIS. Yeah. You know, like the Doctor just picks them up. Yeah. Whenever, which I don't know if I if I really like all that much. No, but, not me. I um, think it's a different like, dynamic. Yeah. But I, I, there's a really nice bit, uh, I think, when Clara is sort of trying to tempt Danny into travelling in the TARDIS. And he says something like, I've been in a war and I appreciate, like, the mundanity of life now. Yeah. I don't need to go off and explore and see those things. I've seen enough. Yeah. And I think that's a really great line and it's a really nice bit of, you know, yeah. character work for, for Danny Pink. Yeah. Um, but then but we're also meant to not be on his side because the Doctor doesn't like him. And... It's just a really odd dynamic, it, it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's very strange. Um, I don't know, and I think I think a lot of it isn't helped by, on a surface thing, you know, you've got this, you've got, you know, he's a black actor, the Doctor's a white actor, right. and it, that yeah. is what I mean. It's like, oh, well, he I can't think, teach I, I, maths. I, 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 he can only yeah. teach PE. And you sort of think, I, totally, oh, th- that, that was does the undercurrent. not sound good. Um, no. And, you know, you sort of think, well, you know, this is all being written by white writers as well. Mm. And you just kind of sort of think, well, surely you should have seen the optics here, that this felt Right, exactly. Wrong. It's just it's just the optics of it. But it, do, it, but it, is, it is kind of, like, noticeable. Yeah. Um, and when you said when you said that there's before you kind of alluded to there being yeah I, I was a bit I was a bit like oh shall I shall I just come out and say it and I thought well bollocks let's just come out and I say think, it I think you I think it's fine to I mean it's it's your reading of it it doesn't yeah. you know your interpretation of it isn't wrong necessarily no. it's obviously not what was intended but yeah. if that's what you're getting <coughs> out of it then that's what you're getting out of it um, but I think yeah, this is this um, is indicative of this whole season because you have mm, you've got that issue you've got the mm, issue in this story which is don't take your meds, kids, because you might right. be get you might be receiving signals from outer space, dude. Um, and then, of course, you've got the other thing, which is like, don't have abortions. You might have a dragon <laughs> coming out of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's yeah, it's it, it, it's it's kind of got its. Does it have its heart in the wrong place? Like, I don't know if there are any other kind of I, I Doctor Who stories or seasons where it just kind of misjudges stuff like that that badly it's it is really weird it's really weird it feels like someone has gone let's try and make doctor who challenging and take yeah challenging um issues and try and do them in a doctor who way and then they've mm. started to do that and then realize oh shit but this is a family show and mm. you know this might work in Torchwood, but it isn't working right. in Doctor Who. So let's no. pull this back and oh bollocks! Oh, now we've kind of <sighs> it, you know put ourselves in a corner where we're saying abortions or oh, a good idea. Yeah, uh, what, well, it's not what a do good you idea, think at home, kids? You know, um, it's like yeah, you know, we have to explain these concepts to kids before we start introducing either one side or the other. Yeah. Um, 
And I just, I think it goes over people's heads of a certain age and that's the audience. Mm. And then on top of that, they've got a doctor who they're not gelling with because he's mean yeah. and unpleasant. Yeah. Everything just feels really misjudged. Yeah. Um, in in this series you're right it's it's indicative of this of this particular season isn't it it's, um, it's really weird though because um annie and i watched um the documentary about john nathan turner the other day mm. uh, and off the back of that we watched trials and tribulations because um she's never seen that yes and it just it it amazes me every time when you see how history repeats itself you know you said mm. early on about colin baker and, you know, how Peter Capaldi, you know, is like a reflection of that. It's just history repeating itself. But then you get the whole thing. You have like the high of the 50th anniversary and then they come yeah. back and try to do something different and it doesn't work. And it was the same mm. with JNT. You know, he did the, 20, the 20th anniversary. He himself said, I probably should have left with that. I was ready to go at that point. And then comes in with this doctor and tries to do something different and it doesn't work. And... It's just weird. I don't know, you know, it's weird and how history I, repeats. We've said it before, but it does feel a bit like Jodie is the sylve. Yeah. Of, just just because of the fact generally the audience was had checked out anyway and those that, that were still there that, yeah. that <clears throat> weren't going to be fans of it anyway were rallying against it quite yeah. publicly in the yeah. press. Um, and, you know, it... It has its fans, and I think it will get its flowers one day. But right now, it's just it's not liked yeah. at all. Um, and then, you know, rather than the show getting cancelled, it has been given a second chance. Almost, yeah. you know, that, like yeah. this is what could have happened in 1990. You know, somebody. Well, well this is it. You know, this is comes on board and changes it up. Yeah, I mean, this what we're getting now is like the dark dimension, because mm. oh shit. Everyone loves Tom Baker. He was really good. Let's get him back. And, you know. Exactly. What about for the anniversary? What about all the other doctors? Ah, fuck them. <laughs> Don't worry about it that. Is, it, 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 it's, it's that same attitude in the 90s. It's, yeah. it's that um, any old twat with an equity card or whatever the line is yeah. from Doctor Who Night. It's, yeah, yeah. And that is how these latter doctors are yeah. remembered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even the doctor before Capaldi was the youngest at the, at the time. Yeah. And, you know, you go back and then it was Peter Davison. It is, it is scary, isn't it? It's it is so odd bizarre. how it all just sort of comes back. It's so bizarre. Um, you so I don't know where we are now. Lesson. We're in some weird uncharted territory. Well, but that's exciting, isn't it? That That's that's what makes this whole new year and yeah. this whole what's about to come even more exciting is that there's no, you know... There's no there's, pattern there's no to precedent follow. Set. Yeah. No, exactly, exactly. Okay, right. This CGI tiger, Matt. Is it CG or is it stock footage? Either way, it looks fucking awful. <laughs> it does look crap. And I that was the last note I took where yeah. I checked out. And it was something like, here we go. The torture and the tiger, as if. When he flicks the torch in his eyes. That tiger would have feckin' eaten him. <laughs> and, or, and all the kids. And all the kids. And all the kids would have been toothpicks. Yeah. It would have just been, Yeah. So the, the, I I couldn't tell if it was CG or if they had shot some stuff on a green screen with a tiger might have shot or if it some was of it. okay right because some of it is definitely like that's a different tiger 
that one. Yeah. It, so it, it feels it, like it's it's maybe stock footage, some of it. Yeah, and and the 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 eyes of the wolves in the bushes oh. look so freaking janky. Oh, isn't it brilliant? That yeah. is exactly the kind of thing I would have been able to do with yeah. my fan films back <laughs> yeah. then. But that would have been it's like the inference of there is something scary or something that we can't afford is yeah. is lurking in the darkness, and this is all we can do. You know, it's yeah. so. It, 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 yeah, it's it's nuts. Um, so also another thing, I don't know if if um, uh, Annie picked up on this, but how bad of a teacher Clara is with the kid that just Bullies breaks that-, that other kid's nose. Yeah, and it's like she's allowed that to escalate. I that know. disagreement between peers has now escalated to a physical assault. I know, and she's marking work, and she doesn't look up and think there's something going on here. Yeah, it's it's bonkers. It's really mad. Um, do you think Cole Hill has metal detectors to stop kids bringing I, knives in? Do you I, reckon it's that kind of inner city school? I think so. And I imagine their Ofsted uh, results are <laughs> very good. They're probably... <laughs> Ofsted's got a close eye on them. I mean, it's, it's it's a wonder that whatever Ofsted was as an entity back in the 60s didn't shut it down when two of the teachers and a pupil went yeah. missing. But I mean, that's it. They've got previous, haven't they, at Cole Hill School? They probably, I know. It's probably... And... and the you know well, why was it overrun by soldiers in the eighties? Like this is just bonkers. It's weird, isn't it? They probably oh no, in the sixties. Sorry, they probably think, oh my god, this is this place has got a reputation. It must be one of those yeah. schools where you're like, oh, they go to Coal Hill and you think, oh shit, that oh, ooh, that's, shit. that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, um, so yeah, we've we've talked about uh, the trees and. I, I'm losing the will to live. I, I've got more notes to, to more likes and dislikes to get to, so, so it might just be worth just going through those now. Cause yeah, go on. Oh, the console in terms room of the nice. story, that was nice. Console to see. room looks lovely. A good yeah. console room again. Yeah, I love the visual of the kids in there as well. Yeah. I think that's really sweet because yeah. you know, and that that great. Sh- it's it's nicely directed. Not sure who directed it, but that nice shot where the kid puts his face up and goes, what are the round things for? Yeah, and, you know, really all that good. sort of stuff. Yeah, is, there's, is, is there's really a lot nice. of interesting direction in this. Mm. Uh, mm. And I, again, that is one of the the nice things about this story. Um, yeah. And actually, I think the kids are all pretty good, you know, for, yeah. for a, this sort of era has got a thing about using kids because you've got Nightmare in Silver, the kids yep. in that, and then uh, previously in The Caretaker. Uh, and this one, I think, like you, I think you said earlier, you know, it sort of lands in this one. They all sort of seem to yeah. work. Um, the kids are fine as actors as well. Like, yeah. they're very, there's that one girl who is very uh, drama school. I yeah. mean, they all kind of are. Yeah. And that's what I find really funny is when they dress them and it's like, you know, they don't go to school like that. You know, their ties aren't fat yeah. and uh, they don't have their shirts tucked in and they go around with like headphones on their shoulders. Yeah. Like, that is such a... That is such a um, nobody. Nobody here writing this or or doing this knows As what kids, kids dress yeah. like. Yeah. You know, like it's a real cliche. It's, it, hilarious, considering Frank Cottrell Boyce isn't. Doesn't he write kids' books and stuff? And <sighs> don't know. Might do. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> I've got a, a that working class chip on my shoulder is starting to emerge a little bit <laughs> when, I, when some of these child actors, you know, oh my god, they're going to die. Oh my, you know, it's just like fuck off. Um, <laughs> Okay, if we skip right to the end. Oh, no, question. So um, the, the trees sprout up. There are events through history where the trees have protected Earth before. Yeah. Um, not Adric, no. <laughs> when he crashed the freighter into Earth. So, you know. They were oh, looking well. the other way um, at that point. 
those trees. They, they went, they went, you know, maybe we just turned a blind eye to this one. <laughs> you know. um, Missy appears, Matt, at the end. Oh, yeah, that's that's really random. It feels and so And she says place. something like, what does she say? Like, um, uh, I can't remember now. Or, I, I love a bit of mischief or something. It's, it's, it's so weird knows. like that. And it has no yeah, bearing yeah. on anything. But it's just, no. it's literally put there just to go, remember her, remember this woman we've been teasing throughout the rest of this series. This is, this is when the story arcs start just being, you know, um, the, remember this word or the, this yeah. person's going to come up, yeah. up here at the end. You know, it's just, yeah. Um, so I, I haven't really got anything else about this story in terms of running through it, but the finale trailer. Oh yeah. Um, what did you think of the Clara? Who? That's the oh, whole yeah, thing that, that happens. That stuff, yeah. You know, um, Osgood puffing on her inhaler. Uh, Cybermen outside St Paul's Cathedral. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it kind of makes me feel like we should have an arc on the review of Death this year, where rather than bouncing back and forth between new series and classic series, maybe we just stick with series eight. <laughs> in terms of new series reviews and we just watch series eight and like and just remind ourselves of what it was like yeah or like you know because i've seen um sam dimmy has been on twitter sort of saying oh well i watched series nine or i'm rewatching the yeah, she's been re-watching and it, hasn't she? yeah I've it's been... actually all right or whatever yeah um it would be it might be interesting to do at some point mm. um right i mentioned earlier i watched doctor who extra as i said um samuel anderson is great in it yeah um uh, Moff, this is this is Stephen Moffat's quote from it. It's one of the most lyrical and beautiful episodes we've ever had on Doctor Who. Doctor Who is about Earth being invaded, but this is the Earth invading us. This is about what would happen if the trees turned against us. And again, you know, I, I, I'm sure it's difficult to get good sound bites out of, you know, a producer when they're making the show. They're not going to say... Well, that one was a bit of a stinker. But it's just, it's you know, it is just like, uh, it's press junket fluff, you know, that no yeah. one's actually saying anything. Um, there is a uh, a fact file about previous, uh, uh, you know, horticulture, logical Doctor Who monsters yeah. where the crinoids are pronounced crinoids, oh, which no. I thought was marvellous. Oh. Um, and here are some more things that irrationally annoyed me in this story, Matt. Right. Um you have reached your destination, says the TARDIS at the start. Since oh, yeah. when did the TARDIS fucking speak? I know, <laughs> that is very annoying. I thought that, I I, I don't think I'd ever noticed it before. And I, I was no. like, what? Is it because, like, that is usually where the scanner screen would open. Yeah. And they would look out and see where they are or, oh, yeah. we've landed. or But can't you tell that you've landed when the, you know, whooshing and whirring stops and the thing stops spinning above yeah, your head? Yeah. Like, it's just... It's a bit yeah. weird. Feels like something that was maybe had to be done on the day. Yeah. You know, like, oh, we've not really made this clear enough here or whatever it is. Um, the titles are out of sync oh, are in they? this one. I didn't notice. I don't like, I just couldn't get past the. It, it's not a great title sequence in that it's flat. You know, it, like it's. Yeah, there's no real depth to um, it. No, there's no depth to it. And it, it, a bit like the 7B one, where it just sort of feels like stock images sort of coming yeah. towards you rather than you're going through a vortex or whatever. Yeah. I, yeah. So it's a, it's a big downgrade from what's come before it. But you could at least, just to give it a chance of looking of looking 
competent, you could have at least synced the fucking music properly. Like there is a there is a, a, a cue, a visual cue for when the sequence is supposed to start. It's the bit where the one of the cogs lights up at the start. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, this is somebody who isn't who doesn't care enough about their job <laughs> doing this. You know, like it's just it's baffling. It's nuts. Um, do you think the trees organise spring on tree Facebook? Says the doctor, like communicating between each other. Yeah. Um, but well, they do. That's how trees communicate. They they chat to each other through their roots mm. in the soil and yeah. like pass information between each other. Why would the doctor not? know that yeah there's a few um, instances like i it, i think peter plays it well when you have those instances mm. where the kid says something insightful and they sort of go yeah. huh uh you know and i think he does it well but yeah there are occasions yeah. where you think come on doctor you're not you're not an idiot exactly um things i liked i liked murray's score i thought it was quite nice yeah. in this story there were bits of it where um, i was like oh that's in lego dimensions <laughs> Um, again I'm glad that people have pointed this out to us that um, however much music ends up in the story is not down to the composer it's down to the director and you know Murray just scores stuff and they just use whatever they want to use Um, but there were a couple of moments where I thought we don't need music here I think that's that's just the thing I have with the modern series is that it feels like it's a bit too lathered certain scenes we don't need to have all the stuff playing in the background um and Michael Pickwood is the last thing that I've got on my notes says that the lions that they climb up on yeah. uh, on Trafalgar Square are actually one to one reproductions of the lions in Trafalgar Square. Wow, very nice. With all that said, Matt, what did we think <sighs> of in the forest of the shite? It's, it's a story that I think starts off with an interesting hook and like an interesting visual. Um, I think, you know, mentioning the crinoids, this story might have worked better as an actual mm. alien invasion crinoid mm. story. I think you could have had a bit more fun with it. Um, maybe not with, like, school children being devoured by, uh, right. uh, you know, carnivorous plants. But, um, yeah. I, I, yeah, it's just... It's so weird because it just, you just sort of feel like, what was the point in that? The whole thing just, you mm. know, because even the doctor's like, oh, well, you'll just forget because that's yeah. what you do. Oh, that whole thing as well. Yeah. Like that's what humans are great at is just forgetting stuff. And it's like, okay, I get that you're trying to infer that is why everybody forgets about these alien invasions yeah. and stuff. But I, I didn't Stephen expressly do something at some point where the universe resets itself and the big bang and everybody's forgotten everything that came before it. Yeah. And yeah. Something like he's like kind that. of explained that now, yeah. you know, like, yeah, again, just another example of seemingly things not being communicated properly or, you know, people not taking enough care yeah. in, in those attention, in those bits of attention to detail. It's crazy, you know, and you think, you know, it would be all over social media and, all over the news, mm. you know, it, it'd be like us not remembering that COVID happened. You know, it's, just, it's mad. And something else I thought we were talking about direction. I don't know if I loved it or hated it. When we pull out of the earth, which is a great visual yeah. uh, of the green, the green planet. Um, I also really like the visual of the trees without any rings on the yeah, inside. That's I thought that was a really, that's yeah. very Doctor Who, you know, that's, yeah. that was cool. 
Um, what did you think of all of those screens oh, coming the around the earth, thing. and then we see all the news stuff? I, there was one that made me laugh of the of the guy um, stood in the forest with the the goalposts behind him going. Yeah. Um, the, the game will now be delayed for however long. Yeah. I thought that was quite funny, but that was like a really whoa. Do- Doctor Who doesn't really do no. directorial choices like that, does it? Yeah, and it just looked. I just don't think it looked particularly good. You know, it just no. Looked, it, there was just something. It looked like oh, quick, let's go into some Adobe plugin that we've got. It we'll reminded just... me big time of. Uh, uh, Missy, uh, I am now talking to you through oh. the square window. Yeah. It reminded me of that oh, sort of yeah. like visual effect. Like, again, I know that this this is probably not what people have heard. Um, they've probably heard us both ripping this one a new a new you know proverbial um, all the way through this. And I don't want to dislike Doctor Who. No, I never want not. to dislike Doctor Who. No, and. I I know obviously it, it seems like we have a real thing against this particular era and those involved in it or whatever it is. Um, I can't, I, but I can't help the way I feel about this particular yeah. era in the program. And it happened again right at the start. Like you know, you you give these things the benefit of the doubt. We've talked about this before on the podcast. Yeah. And then something happens, and then you remember the bigger picture. You remember the series as a whole. Yeah. And then I was like. Oh, Danny Pink. Oh, yeah, he's quite he's quite a nice character, actually. I'm enjoying Danny Pink here. He, oh, fuck, he turns into a Cyberman. Oh, fuck, Cyberbrig. Yeah, fuck yeah, this. this is it. This is a load of rubbish, <laughs> you know? And it, But it just, it happens. I don't know if that's the way my brain works. Maybe I need to go and yeah. speak to somebody about that. But, and I mean, you know, I can't disconnect that stuff from what I'm watching in the moment. It's so annoying. Yeah, and seeing the finale trailer and seeing, seeing the Doctor board that bloody plane and that whole, uh, oh, President of the Earth. Oh, what is that old <laughs> shit? It's like, come on, please. Does he does he skydive in that one? Yeah, is that the one he, he does? A, jumps he out does of a plane? James Bond bit. I like that. Does he not also do that in the Zygon invasion? Zygon inversion? Doesn't he parachute, he parachute out of a plane in that one with a James Bond Union Jack parachute? Yeah, yeah. I wonder. Mm, I mean, I suppose. Peter Capaldi's cool with it. He must be a Ranger supporter if he's parachuting with a you know, <laughs> Union Jack yeah. flag. Because, like, <laughs> I wonder how everybody in Scotland kind of felt about yeah about that. You know, it's a bit of a... Hang on. Hang yeah. on here. He's... Mm. Well, I mean, and Moff's a, a Scottish writer, so... I don't know. Mm. They must have all been on board. I'm sure he's a Union Scotland. Jack. I'm sure it's like, Bond... Maybe I've got that yeah, wrong. Yeah. Maybe I maybe I'm wrong, but I, I I'm sure. That's it's, so yeah. weird. What why, why why not for a laugh? Why wasn't it tartan? If you really want to, you know, <laughs> let's go really stereotypical with it, or like, you know, he parachutes and it just says tenants across the top, or <laughs> buckfast or something. You know, why not? Um, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, it, technically, it should else? have a unit logo on it if it's a, a unit bloody plane. May, well, it should it's have a brigadier's government. face on it. Seeing as his face is on everything else, yes, he should just have yes. Nick Courtney on the top. It's a warning to any UFOs flying yeah. above, like you oh. know, this 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 planet is defended, yeah. and it's his fucking face. The flying saucers are going over the top, like, oh shit, is in with the moustache again. Oh shit, again. it's the brig. Oh, oh, bollocks, quick, reverse, reverse, go on. 
Um, or maybe Brigadier Bambera instead. Yeah. Um, so you know. I, I heard something the other day, and I don't know if anyone in the mm. comments can shine a light on this for me, because I just saw it in someone's Twitter feed. But apparently, for that Zygon story, mm. there was talk about getting Angela Bruce back to play ah. Bambera. Now, obviously, wow. that didn't happen. But if anyone actually can corroborate this or, you know, give us some more information, I would love to know because I love Brigadier Bambera and I think it's shocking that she hasn't come back, especially in the light of having the Brigadier's daughter who is about as entertaining mm. as, uh, as a fish finger. Um, yeah. So, I like fish fingers. Yeah, I like fish fingers. Um, I, think, I wouldn't want to watch oh, one on point... television though. <laughs> I, we, we should uh, we should eat fish fingers and custard on this at some point. Maybe when we have an episode where we're not going to talk fish about fingers it in epi- that country. Oh yeah, yeah, bird's eye. Yeah, you can get fish proper. fingers here. Yeah, proper bird's eye. Yeah, oh, I mean, and then. all that the f- they use different fish here, like the fish and chip stuff isn't cod. <laughs> what it's tropical snapper. fish? It's a- <laughs> yeah, loads of little proper Nemo's fish. lined up battered <laughs> proper british fish in this foreign country i demand proper british fish um have we got anything else to say about this map because i feel like we're just gonna dig ourselves a hole and say something i don't know i've just noticed shouldn't. i've got the plant over here i should have i should have put more plants around the set that would have been great <laughs> I should have, uh, oh i should have just been like oh no oh oh, oh no been, been invaded uh. been invaded uh. <laughs> Uh, Quick, get, a, get, get the flamethrowers out. Burn them down. <laughs> uh, oh fuck! Uh, that was that was better than watching in the forest of the night. If you if you've never seen in the forest of the night, just that's it, basically. <laughs> and then, except and then, worse. Whoa, oh, they disappeared. Uh, Wasn't that nice? Ah, <laughs> there we go. And then the, and then this girl suddenly steps out from behind that oh, bush. Oh, who's this? Oh, you've come home. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's not going to be topped, is it? That's the yeah. That's the that's the peak of this review. Yeah, sorry, audio listeners. Um, you'll have to go to YouTube. Yeah, that if was you're going to have to watch the the video version yeah. to get to get the full the full routine there. Um, uh, shit. Yeah. Well, there we go. Doctor Who in the forest of the shite. In um, the forest of the a- night, I was walking in my good. sleep. And a tiger came out and attacked me, <laughs> and um so next up we may or may not have an interview but you know look we'll we'll you know that's still in discussion that's still gonna happen maybe yeah. uh but maybe you guys should tell us what you want to see because oh, yeah, be the good. next actual episode that i've got written down here because you know usually when we do when birthdays come up between you and i we watch our favorite stories yeah we've just had the five doctors yeah and i did have for my birthday pick this year genesis but, you know, we don't want to run through all the good ones. You know, we don't want to burn through all the good episodes. Yeah. So, if you guys have a suggestion of something to watch, maybe an episode from the Capaldi era that you think is like, this is the mm. one that everybody who's a detractor of this era actually should watch because it's yeah. really good. Or a Series um, 6 episode. <clears throat> equally, series 6 is another one that we always struggle with. Hey, exactly. Maybe what Series 6 episode did I have down for later in the year? I tell you oh. one that I've never got, and I know people love it. It's that one where there's two Amy Ponds. The girl who w- died, one. waited. Girl who waited. 
the girl who waited. did something here. The girl, the the girl who happened. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, the, the, we can do. We could definitely do that. I also have Dane on here. Maybe we can do this later in the year. Anyway, I have. Let's kill Hitler. Yeah. Fair. And a town called God, Mercy. Oh no, hang story. on. Let's call Hitler a series seven, isn't it? But I have. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, those are yeah. those are some some things to ponder. Uh, Rodders, you let us know what you want to see. Uh, in the meantime. Go and check out the Patreon where yeah. you can get access to loads of really, really cool things, commentaries, bonus reviews. Uh, there's, a, there's a bonus live show on there that we don't talk about enough. There's a whole thing of Matt and Johnny at the University of Oxford talking oh, about yeah. Ghostlight, which is really cool. I forgot about that. Um, yeah. And yeah, loads of other funky, cool things that we're going to be doing through this year. Um, and Matt, you are really good at the plugging stuff. Tell your friends, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, tell your friends about this podcast, uh, whether you want to share it. Oh, I need microphones. <laughs> Come out. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Professional. Uh, I sat on it and it popped that- out of its holder. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> tell your friends about You're this podcast. About if you like Doctor Who uh, and if you like irreverent madness that we whittle on about, then uh, yeah, share it around. Like, subscribe, all of those things that, you know, just helps show your support to the channel, to the series, and just gives us more incentive to keep doing this shit because we love it. Yeah. But we you love know, it. We the love more you love it, other, the we... more we love it. So, you know, exactly. you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. Yeah. I guess. What's that Red Dwarf quote? <laughs> I'll scratch your back, you stick a knife in mine. Yeah. We won't do that. But, um, no, yeah. but we might review some Red Dwarf on the Patreon this year. Yeah, we should. And we'll, we, should. we should also get around to some bonds as yeah. well, I think. So there's there's yeah. there's stuff to come. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good idea for it, to to do that other stuff as patron things because you know it's, yeah, it I, would it would be weird to do it as part of the main series because people would be like totally why are they suddenly talking about James Bond? But yeah, I it's think, the same um, reason why we don't do Big Finish as part of the main podcast because you know that's yeah. a smaller audience as well it's niche. and <clears throat> totally. But if you want to hear our thoughts on Big Finish, go to the Patreon. We're going to do all the wants and futures from this year. Uh, when it comes around to the actual anniversary itself, we're going to do Zagreus. Oh yeah, we're going to do in that November. One. Yeah, um, which is exciting. Um, so yeah, man, it's a it's a, it's an exciting year for Doctor Who, but it's a really exciting year for the podcast as mm. well because it's the 60th anniversary. So we want to put out all the stops and keep making loads of stuff and join the Discord and get. My stomach is rumbling like a motherfucker. I'm really sorry. Go and have some breakfast. Some really, I have. I've had a two. I, it's basically my stomach saying. Get it out now. Oh. <laughs> You've been sat on this sofa for too long. <laughs> You've been sat here for too long. Um, there's a nice conversation about my bowel movements to round it out. That's, <laughs> that also you can expect on the Patreon as well. And, you know, we don't talk about poo and stuff on the Review of Death Discord, but it's a nice community full of cool folks showing yeah. off loads of cool things. Um, I'm People so- who went to the Doctor Who filming and took photos with Shooty, they post it in the chat and yeah. all that kind of stuff. It's nice. Speaking of, did you see Shooty's new costume? He... So it does Russell likes the kind of leather look, right? Well, clearly, clearly, um, yeah. Uh, I hate it, but <laughs> I'm kind of hoping that it's just like, oh, I've just come into this from an adventure in the fifties. Let me get changed. You yeah, know? yeah, I yeah, because it just it felt too much like because sh- I, I thought it was just shooting. Turned up in his glad rags. You know, I thought this yeah. was just in between things. And then when we actually saw them filming, I was like, what? That's yeah, not Doctor Who. It's, it's a bit nuts. Um, but 
I guess Al is rubbing his hands going, oh my God, all these different vari- costume yeah, variations. Yeah, I've not, I've not asked him about it. I need, to, I need to message mm. him and be like, right, come on, what's going on here? Let's get Al back on the podcast yeah, this we'll year get, as well. well. I'm sure people would love to ask him more questions about the action figures yeah. and all that sort of stuff. It feels like we only just scratched the surface of that. Oh yeah, there's so much we could talk about earlier so. in the year. If you haven't seen that episode, check it out because yeah. it's definitely one of my favourites. I love that. It was I good, it was good fun. Yeah. In fact, we might actually um, get him because I've already sort of poached the idea and I think we might even mm. try and get him here on the sofa of uh, What you need comfort. is we should get him in the, in the room and then we'll have a locked off camera and he can show us some prototypes or some cool things he could bring along maybe. And yeah, who knows? We'll have to see. We can, yeah, yeah, that would be fun. Anyway, all that is still to come. Yeah. So if you want to see that and you want to keep the podcast going and support us and, you know, all that sort of stuff, then share it around um, if you can't support the disc, uh, the uh, Patreon. Man, my feces are rising <laughs> into my brain now and making me unable, unable to speak. And please, um, please support the Patreon so that my microphone clip doesn't break off. <laughs> And you've got to keep me in copies of the Web of Fear as well, because oh, that's my first Doctor Who purchase I've made in this country, and so that's coming up later <laughs> this year as well. You've got that to look forward to. Oh my god! Right. Well, in that case, uh, we'll see you all next time for whatever you guys decide we should watch next. So thank you all for watching, and uh, we'll see you then. Cheerio! Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>